You're listening to Birthplace of Next, the podcast where city officials and partners discuss the latest news and developments in Dayton that continue to make it a livable, sustainable, and innovative community. I'm your host, Tyler Hall, with the Office of Communications and Public Affairs. It's no secret that public infrastructure across America continues to age and needs replacement. Here in Dayton, reconstruction efforts not only improve transportation conditions, but also position our community for further success and growth. On this episode, we have Keith Stieber, Interim Deputy Director of the Department of Public Works, to talk with us about the city's overall strategy for civil engineering. So welcome, Keith. Thanks for being on the show today. Thanks for having me, Tyler. Oh, definitely. And you now we've wanted to talk about this uh, for some time now. I know civil engineering as a division has been busy, uh, especially uh, with a couple of projects we'll get into specifically. Um, but I kind of want to take a step back and look at the big picture of the uh, division as a whole. You know, the city's recently competed or completed some major improvements along key corridors. I think of South Main, I think of Kiwi, and the work that even continues uh, over there on the east side of town. How does our division of civil engineering prioritize all these projects that need to happen in a mid-sized city like Dayton? We start with a uh, pavement inventory the condition of, pay, of all 9,100 blocks in the city, mm. um, especially the thoroughfares. There's funding for thoroughfares, not necessarily that much for residential streets. Um, combine that with the service records that we have from street maintenance as far as repairing potholes or paving um, and the age of the pavement. And from that, we draw a list of major thoroughfares that need to be either repaved or reconstructed, rebuilt, if you will. Um, you're right, Kiwi was a pretty bad stretch there by Helena. We mm -hmm. completed that one in 2016. Um, we've done Smithville Road a few phases, uh, a lot of streets over the years. The next big section is going to be Salem Avenue, starting at Riverview, going out to Manhattan, basically. Oh, very good, yeah. And I know that these are main arteries to the city where there's a lot of traffic on a day-to-day -day basis, which probably uh, is a cause of some of the wear and tear over the years. So yeah, that's exactly right. Yes. Uh, it's great to have that work. And I know pothole season is kind of coming up with the thawing and, and the freezing of water underneath the roadways. So, But it's not actually civil engineering that that deals with the potholes on a case-by-case -case basis, right? That's street maintenance. That's street maintenance, correct. Okay, so you all take more of the, the broader approach, the, the the big picture planning for larger swaths of repavement. Am I getting that right? That's correct, yeah. Either resurfacing or rehabilitating okay. in some cases or complete reconstructions, yes. All right, so if it's a, a big piece like the Kiwi or the Salem, then you've got a bigger project in mind and there's some planning that goes into that. Right. Speaking of big plans, um, a lot of the infrastructure in the city, because we've got five rivers converging in our downtown, deals with bridges both within and across city limits. Um, so if you could just talk a little bit about bridge repair that's taken place up until this point and, and as we're kind of closing in on this big bridge replacement effort that I know your division has been working on the past few years. Right. Street maintenance is responsible for minor bridge repair on all of Dayton's, the ones that we own, and Montgomery County's as well. Hmm. Um, but uh, in 1999, we realized that uh, most of our bridges that we own were starting to uh, be past their useful life. So we had hired a consultant to go out and uh, give us some recommendations for minor repair, major repair, and complete reconstruction. And we found out alarmingly back in 2000 that they all needed to be replaced. Mm, wow. So we started back in 2001 getting funding from um, MVRPC and ODOT and the Issue 1 people in Columbus and we replaced or are in the process of replacing the 11 bridges that we own uh, outright. So uh, 
Finley was the first one, which was done in 2006. Mm -hmm. And then the last two will be this year, Helena Street Bridge and Webster Street Bridge. All right. So you said that there'll be 11 by the time those two are complete? Correct. Yes. That's a lot of work in a, in a short amount of time, relatively. I it, know sometimes when you're living and driving your commute every day, it seems like, you know, bridges like Webster's, it's like, when is that going to get fixed? But uh, in, in, this, in the grand scheme of things, you're creating this, this piece of infrastructure that lets people cross waterways uh, right. on a day-to-day -day basis without even having a second thought about it. Right, and we told our consultants that we didn't want all every bridge to look the same, mm -hmm. so they really thought out of the box, like Edwin and C. Moses, I'll list it as an example, that's the one with the cable. Mm -hmm. um, don't tell anybody, Tyler, but the cables are fake. Oh. <laughs> <But> <laughs> There's the, no structural support. There. Not at all. So, but. Um, but uh, Stewart is a good one that has a lot of decorative lighting mm -hmm. associated with it. And um, the Webster is going to be an awesome bridge. Yeah. We opened it in November, December, that time frame. Yeah, I've seen some of the renderings. I'm sure we'll post some when we uh, put this podcast up too. But um, it, it's definitely adding a little bit of character to, to just the way that people come into the city, the experience they have driving in and uh, getting around the city. It's great uh, character traits there. So I know also your office recently embarked on a, on a traffic signal system upgrade, looking at the traffic system throughout the city and the light signals. Uh, where are we in that process? And can you tell us a little bit about why we're doing that and what's going to happen by the time it's all done? Right. We awarded a contract back in September mm -hmm. of 16, um, and we actually haven't done any work on it yet because the uh, contractor needed to order a lot of materials. We are replacing a lot of the guts, if you will, of the controllers, the 300-plus controllers we have throughout the city. Okay. Um, so that should happen probably in about a March through May time frame. Gotcha. Uh, it's not as sexy, if you will, as a, a bridge project, mm -hmm. but nonetheless we're responsible for controlling the traffic signals, and most of this equipment was purchased and installed in the 80s, so it's right. it's about past its useful lifetime. Gotcha. And can should people expect any disruption uh, in the actual traffic light signals as far as lights being out or decommissioned or having detours as some of these changes are taking place? Very minor. Okay. Um, they'll see some lanes closed as the contractor is out there working on the controllers, and there might be an interruption for a minute or two, but we'll have traffic control all set up for that. Okay. So what will be the noticeable difference by the time this has all been said and done and these improvements are put in place? What's what's the end goal? Better flow of traffic, less braking, less pause time at red lights? Less maintenance. Gotcha. The, uh, the traveling public, me included, we won't see any noticeable changes. Okay. We might tweak some timing just a little bit, but it's more of just the fact that we're replacing stuff that's almost 30 years old and we'll have to maintain it less than we do now. Gotcha. So being good stewards of, again, stuff that's happening in the background that a lot of us don't even realize that's that's going on, but that makes our day-to-day -day life uh, that much easier. Right. Very good. So speaking of the average person, like me and, and, and some of our listeners, traveling Dayton's roads, we don't notice them until something's wrong. Right. Uh, and we talked a little bit about potholes at the beginning. What's your advice for somebody who's listening to this and they are thinking of a specific street that they travel day to day and they're thinking, you need to move this to the top of your paving list. You know, I, I personally travel this road day after day and I know it's bad and um, they might have even submitted some requests to the city, um, whether it's through our Dayton Delivers app or calling in to our 333-4800 number and have requested this and they just haven't seen work yet. Maybe lift the veil a little bit and explain what our process is, again, for prioritizing some of those things and, and what people can do to, one, make civil engineering aware if there really is a problem, 
uh, and, and trying to understand how long some of this planning takes to repair big projects, like you were saying. Right. You gave the two answers to begin with, the Dayton Delivers app mm-hmm. and the 4800 number, which is what we encourage everybody to use, one or the other, or both, mm-hmm. um, for reporting. Um, I can tell you volume of calls has a big deal to do with it. If we get a number of phone calls for a block or a whole section of a main street or something like that, that mm-hmm. gives us an alarm there to put it at the top of our list. Uh, every call that we get at the call center, whether it's us in civil engineering or street maintenance, we go inspect them. So gotcha. it's kind of a combination of number of calls and urgency that we feel out there just by going out there and taking a look. and. It's possible there's a street out there that we've you know, not looked at in a while, and all of a sudden we get a few calls for it. So mm-hmm. we will, we'll move that to the top of the list. Right, and that then even if it does get bumped up, it's it still takes some time. And if it's a bigger project, obviously there's going out to bid and having contractors come in and do the work too. Um, I'm sure. So that's um, something that I know a lot of folks will see. Uh, but it's good to know that their voice is being heard. That even if it's just a phone call or a submission to Dayton Delivers, that it does have an impact and that we here at the city are listening to those folks and are going to investigate. And it can even impact how soon those streets do get uh, corrected and and improved. Absolutely. And because issue nine passed, thank you very much, everybody, Mm -hmm. last November, (laughs) we are going to pave four times as many streets for the next eight years. So it's, it's great. Yeah, uh, good condition uh, by the end of eight years, all roadways in the city, which is fantastic. And we should also mention here uh, that the water department's also in the midst of a $10 million capital improvement campaign. Does civil engineering have any role in that at all or any uh, cooperation as they're working to replace water mains? We do, um, a few different ways. And Water's project is a monster project, as you say. Mm-hmm. Um, we get the, um, the plans at the beginning just to take a look from our eye. Um, especially for traffic control or maybe there's something that water is looking at just specifically for a water line but not necessarily from a roadway point of view or sidewalk point of view or something so Mm -hmm. we give input during the design Um, we do bid the projects for water department so um, they will give us the plans and specifications we bid them out and then once the construction starts we monitor payrolls and wage rates and help water make payments certainly and I know you don't want to have to do the work over again, right? So if water's getting ready to put in a main on this stretch of road, you know, and they have it planned out for the next year, street maintenance, even if you guys have everything lined up in civil engineering or even if a contractor's ready, you don't want to go replace that and put a nice new roadway there and then have water have to come in and replace the water infrastructure underneath it within the next year and undo all that hard work. Right, yeah. We share our projects out five years to water and they do the same with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started a partner recently on funded projects where water will replace a water main. We will add some money to it so we can repave a whole street rather than just a trench for where water is. Oh, that's great. So it's, it's a very good working relationship. Yeah, water. that's good synergy, making best use of taxpayer dollars. Exactly. So as we look at this, uh, again, from the big picture, um, roads, bridges, traffic signals, all these different things, how are these projects that the city's uh, civil engineering division that you all are working on, how is this positioning us for continued success and growth? You know, what, what difference do they make for those people who are living and visiting and working in the city? Right. We hear from economic development all the time uh, that our roadway projects actually um, create um, economic development opportunities. Oh, right. uh, a business will 
relocate possibly or or come in brand new on something that's been constructed recently. Hmm. Um, so from that regard, uh, we just try to make, I call us the purveyors of the public right-of-way. Mm -hmm. We're trying to make it as perfect or as good as we possibly can for investment and also for residents because um, you, you have a street that hasn't been paved in 45 years and it's all broken up and just it doesn't feel right to drive on it. It doesn't look good when you look out your window, but if we're able to reconstruct one or at least pave one, then it gives everybody, myself included, because they just paved my street about three or four years ago, just a better feel about where you live and make you proud of where you are. Right, so there's the aesthetic certainly, and I know that you all even have you know, some of the the recreational element that's um, playing into role, especially with some of the, the bike lanes and bike paths off of uh, some of those uh, trails that I know that are managed by other groups uh, within the region, but they're certainly um, connecting our residents to those resources as well through some of the work that you're doing. That's right. Uh, when we look at virtually every street that we pave, we also take a look to see is this a candidate for a bike lane or not, because we're going to put some new pavement markings, center line or lane line or or not if it's a residential area, but uh, we always have that in mind um, to add a bike feature where it's appropriate. That's fantastic. I know there's uh, certainly a growing contingent of, of uh, avid bicyclists and, and hobby, uh, those who enjoy riding uh, just downtown um, that appreciate that, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so uh, thank you so much, Keith, for joining us today. It's been great to just get a glimpse into what's going on with civil engineering. Um, for our listeners, thank you for tuning in. For a list of the comp uh, current major construction projects that the Civil uh, Engineering Division is involved in, including those that may cause some traffic delays, you can visit DaytonOhio.gov slash construction. Keith, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me, Tyler. Thanks for listening to Birthplace of Next, a publication of the City of Dayton's Office of Communication and Public Affairs. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss the latest news about business, technology, and development in Dayton. If you have questions or feedback for us, email cityhall at daytonohio.gov.